0: Though he is probably best known for his much beloved novel, Treasure Island, there is another story from Robert Louis Stevenson's life I'd like to begin with. As someone who suffered from poor health throughout his childhood and adolescent years, Stevenson spent much of his youth stuck in bed. Yet one night, One night, when he just simply couldn't take it anymore, the young, yet-to-be author made his way out of bed and onto the floor. When Stevenson's nurse eventually came around to check on him, she found the boy sitting cross-legged, nose pressed against the frosty window. Child, she fussed, come away from there. You'll catch your death of cold if you're not careful. But young Robert would not budge. He sat, mesmerized, as he watched an old lamplighter slowly working his way through the black of night, lighting each street lamp along his route. Pointing, Robert exclaimed, See, look there, there's a man poking holes in the darkness." Friends, I don't know about you, but recent history has given me a newfound appreciation for stories that show light poking holes in the darkness. Like never before, I want the cold soil of my heart and my lament to give way to the flowers of spring and God's promise of resurrection. Yet like many people, Like many people, I have often found that a difficult space to find. Don't get me wrong, there is definitely cause to be hopeful. More and more people are getting vaccinated every day. Warmer weather is almost here. And there are certainly signs of new life, signs that can carry us into a brighter tomorrow. But what I think we also know What we also know is that there's an awful lot of hurting and pain in this world. And whether it's been by way of the pandemic or some other avenue, there's an awful lot of death, too. In fact, I think we've all learned something new about loss this year. And while the profound loss of life we've seen hurts worst of all, that doesn't mean that all the other losses didn't hurt, too. Loss of jobs, loss of homes, loss of time with our loved ones, particularly at the holidays, high school proms that didn't happen, weddings that had to be postponed or scaled down, and on and on and on. There's a sense, a lingering sense, that this Good Friday world simply will not let us be. There's a sense that we are stuck in Golgotha in the place of the skull. There's a sense that we cannot unhear that loud voice that cries, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I think, I think the reason why is that sometimes being human feels like being forsaken. It's unfortunate, but ultimately unavoidable. That moments of abandon and seasons in the desert will dot our existence because times like these are inseparable features of what it means to be alive. Yet one of the gifts, one of the gifts that is made manifest across the seven days of Holy Week, which we especially celebrate tonight, is the knowledge that God is with us no matter how dark the sky. He is powerfully present And he knows our lament. Because when Jesus says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's quoting David in the Psalms. And friends, a psalm is just a song. As Scott Erickson notes, it's like Jesus is singing our truest song. It's like God is sitting beside us in every hospital room. In every broken situation, in all the places where we feel tired and isolated and alone, it's like the divine is right there with us, participating in our cry. And the more we come to recognize that God is here, we will find on our lips and in our hearts the chorus of a new song that all the time we are being invited to sing Yes, it sometimes takes a little while to get there, to locate the tune, but when we are ready, we will find a blessed assurance in the words God is inviting us to sing. In short, what that song is saying is, you belong to me. You are a child of the Most High God. You are loved beyond measure. And every day that you draw breath, you are a sign of resurrection, a light shining bright, poking a hole in the darkness. As I said before, I think we've all learned something new about loss this year. I think we've all learned something new about the night. But on this night, this night in particular, the word God has for us is a message of understanding, I know the sense of feeling forsaken, the Lord says. I know how difficult it sometimes is to locate the tune of that song. And I know how very hard it can be to lie awake, hoping in the night. But the next word, the next word in that message is, Beloved, don't be fooled. Don't be fooled because two millennia ago, the pilots of this world thought they had buried me. They thought they had buried this way of love and the world-altering challenge it would bring. But what they didn't know is that I took all the awful stuff of this world down into the tomb with me. I took transgressions of violence and hatred and untamed ambition and all the dead ways of sin. And I took the fears that follow us, the sorrows that weigh us down, and the doubts that claim that my light is out. I took it all down into the tomb, and I left it there. And I return again and again to rekindle that holy fire that lives within you, to remind you of the divine image in which you were made and to declare as many times as I need to that death has lost and life has won. On this night, on this most holy night, we are invited to remember that promise and that reality. Following the light of the Paschal candle and taking the song of the exalted into our hearts, Let us hear anew God's story of salvation. Let us claim hope in the night. And to the parents in the room, to Meredith and Campbell especially, the parents of dear baby Miller, whom we will baptize in just a bit, if you have ever nervously wondered, if you have ever been anxious about the world, your child will come to know and the life they are baptized into, the thought I'll leave you with is the incredible truth that children, better than anyone, are hardwired to find the light. And if anything, if anything, my hope, my hope for the rest of us is that we will learn to inhabit the world more like they do, more like a child. My hope is that we will not let the night deter us. My hope is that we will leap out of bed, run to the window, and point the world to that great lamplighter. My hope, my profound hope, is that in everything we do, in all that we are, that we will herald the light.